do not be afraid. This is a very common expression in the Bible. Some studies are saying that there are 365 times. You can choose one for each day to, to think that you do not be afraid. It's a daily reminder from God to us to live every day without fear. And as said in the lit liturgy, it seems that it is fear, not doubt, that threatens fate. Do not be afraid is the rhetorical prelude to the announcement of God's mighty and saving deeds. In, it is God's pleasure, God's good pleasure, intention and plan and delight to give God's kingdom as it says in the Bible. What is causing us fear today? What in the world is bringing fear? Maybe the first would be war. The first answer would be war. Insecurity about our jobs after the pandemic, about our work, the global health situation, together with the pandemic, after the pandemic still affected, we are still some fear, feeling fear. Coming from Brazil, I would say the level of security in the streets, the robbery, crimes. What is your fear? What is that? that you are afraid of? Afraid of death? Losing your beloved one? Becoming sick? It was prepared before yesterday. The heat wave that might come back this week and climate changing without control? Is this a fear? For some women and children, the fear is at home because of violence in the family. What's that make you feel anxious and afraid? For sure, we cannot live only our lives in fear. In the whole day, just thinking about fear and being afraid. What do we do then to overcome, to learn to live with, despite of fear? How do we deal with our daily fears that these feelings are not overtaking us? Let's look to the text of Genesis that was read now. God came to Abraham to talk to this old man in his hopelessness situation of not, he has not, with Sarah, they have not child. They had not hair, and it's not hair. My pronunciation is, uh, it's hair, hair. Child, children. 
maybe he has not hair also. <laughs> so God came to this old man with his hair or not, and it asked, entered in dialogue with Abraham, talk to Abraham, and talk to him, bringing, bringing him outside. It says, the text is saying, come outside. It might be that he was inside his tent. So it seems that God, in that dialogue, in that dialogue between God and Abraham, they, the intention was to bring Abraham to another place, was to move him outside. Sometimes you need to change your perspective to get another vision in life to overcome fear, loneliness, isolation with your own problems. Sometimes you need someone to invite you to move, to change position, to see the other side. It might not even be a clear answer, really, when God asked Abraham to come outside. The answer was, look to the sky, look to the stars, this was not a quite clear answer how to solve the problem of fear with Abraham. But it had that effect of seeing beyond his own limits, his own situation. Sometimes being too much focused on your own world and problems will also delimit, giving that limit in the space of your sight, you will see. And as we said also in the liturgy, we, you become dizzy and blurred in your vision, in your own problems. Fears are holding us bound. Therefore, to talk, to walk some steps can have this effect of giving another perspective. The dialogue between God and Abraham had this effect. Praying is entering in this dialogue with God, expressing in words of prayers about your own fears can have this positive effect of naming them, naming your fears. And by naming the demons, you are able to face them, not always to overcome them, but yet, to situate them in a position that you are safe and you are able to move your own life, knowing is power. If fear and faith are in the opposite poles, then faith will have a power to neutralize fear. And then the next question would be, what is then faith? What is that what we name that can, what is the path of faith to address fear? The epistle reading, Hebrew, is giving us a very clear answer. Defining faith as assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Well, today is Sunday morning. It's summer. We should be on vacation, speaking about sand, beaches, beautiful things. 
Last, last uh, Sunday, Stephen had at least a parable to tell a story about. Here, the Hebrew text is giving us the definition. Faith is the assurance of things hoped for, the conviction of things not seen. Let's try to, to see what is this. Here are some ideas that I'm thinking about. Some of us who daily, whose daily work is, daily task is to work with churches or with faith-based organizations, with church-related organizations, we are used to articulate with UN spaces, with civil society spaces, why faith is important. Why working with faith leaders, with churches, why is this so important when addressing some situations of disasters, humanitarian crisis, climate-related catastrophes? Why is it important to work with faith leaders, faith communities, church-related people? In times of crisis and uncertainty, many people look to religion, will go towards religion and faith for guidance for consolation. Religion, faith, or beliefs can be an important way to cope with trauma and with distress. Religion and faith can encourage people to reframe events through a hopeful lens, giving hope. This is the positive approach of faith. Can help transcend the stressful time and enabling to see beyond, as Abraham, to see beyond the tragedy or the fear or the situation. Faith can also foster a sense of connectedness. Faith is lived in a community, in churches, in groups, in community congregation like ours. It's a place to come together, to pray, to eat, to sing, to eat again, to have coffee. During COVID time, we experienced this in our congregation. This, even if we were alone, isolated in our homes, someone was calling us, asking, how are you? We are not, that we would not feel alone, that we would feel connected to belong. This is, this is the function of a faith community, one of the functions. Faith can also cultivate connecting connections through rituals. We do some rituals to, to mark beginning of something like weddings, baptism, or to de delimit the end of something like funerals. There are rites of uh, passages that we are doing in faith communities. This is important to, to have this guidance and sustaining people throughout life. But we know also that faith can have a negative effect on, 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 on people. That feeling, that anger, that you are punished by God when something bad is happening, that you are abandoned by God. Putting or the opposite, that instead of you doing something in your life, you will believe or think, people are thinking that putting all in God's hands and it will be solved. That magic memory of being 
God's problem to solve the problem, my problem. It's God in charge of my well-being. And this was even seen during the pandemic that some church leaders and faith groups have uh, hold, continue to hold services despite of the recommendation of not coming together with the discourse of saying, God will take care of us. It's not in our hands. God will take care of us. It's a negative effect of faith sometimes. Or we also see in our work, in our churches, that falling, it's easy to use faith to justify some moral, moral struggles. Fundamentalist interpretation of the Bible can have a very damaged and negative effect on the lives of women and especially on LGBT communities, groups. Or that which is very used in Latin America and Brazil, that notion of prosperity theology, the faith in that, faith that is articulated in that way that is saying, if you are poor, if you are ill, if you are suffering, it's because you have not enough faith. And sometimes the solution given is that you need to give to the church or to the pastor, and then you will be, receive the prosperity by God. So that we recognize all these possibilities when people are moved by faith and religious convictions. And we also know that there is a responsibility as faith communities to work in promoting safe spaces, making people to feel welcomed, recognize that their beliefs are worth and they embrace in our many and different traditions. It is in dialogue and profound conversation in the community, in the life and the community, that we help each other grow in our faith. We learn from each other and we challenge each other from our own perspective of faith. Maybe this is something also to learn from father and mother Abraham and Sarah, our ancestors in faith. The epistle uh, reading in Hebrews uh, remembers us that they are seeking a new homeland and instead of being driven in of what they left behind, they were always walking towards a better homeland. We walk also in our faith and peace of belonging to God and knowing that God is beside us to provide wisdom, comfort, and help. We trust that this is a process. Faith is mold, molded in the journey. Caminante no hay camino. Se hace camino al andar. The walk, the road will be done as we walk, will be molded as we walk. So do not be afraid, little flock. It is God's pleasure to give you the kingdom. Faith should not be that heavy weight on our shoulders. Faith should not be defined or regulated by a complex set of rules. You do or you don't. It should not be governed, this should not govern our behaviors according to a criteria of those who apparently 
have the power to interpret holy scriptures. And in the end, God's kingdom is God's kingdom. It's not our kingdom, it's God's kingdom. It doesn't depend merely on our own action, in our own ability to put faith in action. It is God's pleasure to offer us love and justice. It is God, in God, love, we are empowered then to hope, to live in community, and to act in solidarity. Faith is the conviction of things hoped for. Faith is hope in action. This impulse of solidarity, of living together. Faith is that, is that what keeps us raising as the sun raises each morning. It is about this strong feeling when we look to the stars and you believe then that there is a power that is sustaining us all, all, that is sustaining us all together. This moving energy, when you sing that old and well-known song, when you close your eyes in prayers, faith is the assurance of things that you hope for. Love, being loved, embraced, or behold warmly by loving arms. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be. The treasure sticks to the heart. The treasure is that great love. What are you allowing to stick to your heart? What inhabits your mind, your body, your heart? If fears are glued to the heart, then these feelings of fears are deciding how you live. They imprint anxiety, restlessness, and suffocate the joy of living. A heart filled with love of God and righteousness will empower to live without being driven by anxiety, restlessness, and fear. And sometimes, maybe it's not completely without fear. It is just recognizing the fear, naming it, and then knowing how to walk with it, knowing how to live. And we continue to live. And we continue to live. We let the steadfast love, love of God be upon us as we hope in you. Amen.